Michael Jackson was framed is trending on Twitter. And that's amazing because uh, all these people that accused them um, are coming out and being like, man, my parents told me to do that. Like, I lied. So there, you know, there was a lot. All there was that a negative lot of, press. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. I mean, you know, when you go back and look at that, they, you know, they accused the, the prosecutor was real overzealous uh, mm-hmm. both times. You know what I mean? It's just uh, it, it, it was obvious they were trying to make a lot out of very little. Uh, you know, if you want to say somebody's weird, you just say that all day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's another thing to be like, oh, okay, this person committed a crime, and I don't think they could ever really lock down him committing a crime. So that was the ultimate problem. I mean, it, it, it's not even just a weird thing. I don't even want to get into it, but there's so much deeper than why, who or what was trying to stop Michael Jackson. There's so many things with that. You think so much music Sony? that he put out. You said what? You think he was trying to buy Sony? Could have been. No, 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 no. Michael Jackson's out. Man, look. That man was moving that building. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no getting around it. When you talk about, remember, uh, what was the song? Uh, uh, the album. Was that Invincible? Don't really care about us? No, I'm talking about Invincible. The album. Oh, okay. They, like, when that came out, that was a flop. That album yeah. came out double platinum. Like, yeah. when you flop on a double platinum, that shows your power. Like, mm-hmm. the only people I've heard flop like that are Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey. Like, people like, oh, flop. Yeah, and I'm like, Doug, do you know? And this was back when people had to go to the store. Yeah. Like, buy a record. You know what I mean? That's like, they both went from, yeah. all three of them went from 10 million to 2 million. And people was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, on my best day, oh. if I have 500,000, if I went gold, I don't even yeah. rap good. Yeah. We all try to freestyle. I'm terrible. But uh, <laughs> if, I, if I went gold, do you understand? I yeah. punch a baby in the face from excitement. But, you know, that's just... Wait, that's, why, that's wild, punching a baby in the face. But okay. Sometimes you gotta, you know, okay. do that. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. You really don't. That's just me being bleak. That's just me being black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Houston down to my socks. Oh no, it's them again. It's them boys from In My Humble Opinion. Okay. It's the In My Humble Opinion podcast where the opinions are humbled and the words, they're not jumbled. I'm your host, Avery, like a very nice guy, also known as Avery Zadius on Instagram and on Twitter. And once again, man, I'm going to thank you guys for sitting down and turning this on and watching it. Or, you know, you're in your car listening to it or you're running, having a jog, you know, whatever you're doing, you're taking us in and getting this information. And I'm also joined by my real life brother, the co-host, one of the greatest writers I've ever met for the Houston Press. Make some mean guacamole as well. Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen. Guacamole's all right. You know, all right. It's all right. It's an all you know, right. Let me give you a flowers, Nick. You already know everybody talk about it. our mom cooks amazingly. And you know, I'm a jerk, so I don't lie. I would roast my mom. She makes amazing stuff. And she's like, yo, uh, can you make the guacamole divine? See, it's, a, it's an okay guacamole. You and know? don't our, our whole entire family want you to make that guac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we ran into some real guacamole makers and they crushed me. So, you know, you don't. I mean, that's life, though. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You could be the best in the world. Hey, you made it. 
world's greatest you never know okay and you can find my brother jess devon on twitter as jess devon and on all the other socials as dr douglas okay and you could find both of us together collectively as a unit on all socials at in my humble opinion uh at my humble on everything as well and let's not forget about these streams you can listen to us on all digital service providers and you could watch us on the YouTubes because that's how a lot of us take in information. I just pretty much watch YouTube. I don't really watch TV, so don't tell me about your TV show because I'm not going to watch it because I'm probably watching something on YouTube, including myself. All right, so if you're not familiar with us, we have guests usually spotlighting the talent in the great state of Texas and the city of Serb of Houston or then, you know, hip hop in general or in life. All right. So the guest that we have today, real important guest, mind you. Okay. So one of the things that we talk about, you've said before, is slang. We're in the hip hop generation. There's a lot of slang that gets uh, thrown around. One of the words that we do talk about is ratchet. Okay. Ratchet, let's face it. You know, we're saying the same thing usually. And, uh, it's usually like, we'll say one thing one way and then like three, four years later, it's the same meaning and we just change it, say a different word. Ratchet, basically in my humble opinion from what I've understood, basically means ghetto amongst other things. But that doesn't necessarily have a negative connotation, all right? It's just a different way of doing things. It's not the same Webster's Dictionary as like, what's that, uh, a device consisting of a bar and a wheel and a set of angle teeth? No, not that ratchet, no. No, we're celebrating this ratchet. All right, I found another meaning of ratchet, actually, which kind of personifies our, our upcoming guest, all right? It's a situation or process that is perceived to be changing in a series of irreversible steps. And the irreversible steps that I see with these two gentlemen is that they're going to the top, all right? So we have rapper, singer, and producer with credits from Lil Kiki, Cam Wallace, Nipsey Hussle, just to name a few. Tim Ned, he's linked up with somebody who already has producer credits with, a hip hop legend, and Mr. Rack Daddy himself. Fat Pimp to teach us about their upcoming collective collaborative project, The Art of Ratchet, ladies and gentlemen, The Art of Ratchet. What's going on, Jess? Yeah. Sir, hey, that was a beautiful intro. I wish I wish I would uh we should have saved that for the for the album, man. Y'all will have more albums and I'll I'll oh, yeah, sure. do it. So, so yeah. I'm 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 gonna need that audio later, sir. You know what I'm saying? Save that clip, man. Save it. Save it. <laughs> you get it. How is no. everything going for y'all today? Man, everything is beautiful, man. We we're here on your on your podcast, you know, so I'm having a good time. Fat. How you feel, Fat? I'm in I'm in the studio working. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm cooking, man. No days out. Well, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. We were just at your album release party. All right. Mm -hmm. and, I, and you know what? I, I you know, because I've been reading about it, this has been a long time coming. Cause mm -hmm. you guys got together and then COVID hit. Like <laughs> yeah. hard. 
So I was like, y'all had like the momentum was going up and then COVID came out of nowhere. So <laughs> you know what? Before we even before we even get into that that album release party, let's talk about the decision that you two made to link up. And uh me and Tim, we met some years, years ago. And I just think that besides Derek telling us we should come become a group, I just think it was gonna naturally happen regardless. Just because me and Tim got the same kind of uh, ways that we think. We like the same type of music. Um, we've been on the road together several times, actually been on tour together a couple of times. I just think the way the universe just led us to get together. And I'm just glad we made that, we made that happen. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, matter of fact, like like Fat was he was the first um person to put me on a on a tour mm. as well, too. So like that introduced me to a, a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Like like in between shows, he would like talk with me, you know what I'm saying? Like everything was real, real genuine, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? So like even when we, you know, were making music, it was it was just like something like it was just like secondhand, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember the first session that we had, like I'm already like building up the beat before he even you know walked in the studio i'm talking about as soon as he walked in the studio the it was like an instant you know energy off, off top like we started working immediately you know what i'm saying so like that really you know showed me something as well too and you know like the more records that, that, that we were doing just like you said like i think it was bound to be something like as far as like we were in a group because we was making music before Derek was like hey i think y'all should be a group and we was like you know low-key we like we're like man we already got records Mm-hmm. So like you know, let let let's just put them all together, and uh, present it uh, present it to Derek, and he was like, man, this is this is amazing, you know, and through that, we, like we just kept working, like just like you said, like everything hit around the pandemic, which was kind of a blessing in a way because we were just like pretty much just, like stuck in the house, you know, what I'm saying just 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 building, calling you know each other up, and just going back and forth on different ideas. So I think that was kind of a blessing uh, in a way as well too. Now, the other thing, like when you say Derek, we're talking about Derek, the CEO of Loud. Derek, Derek CEO, yes, sir. Now, how long had Derek been trying to get the two of you to uh, get together? Uh, I don't think it took too long. Yeah, I don't think it took too long. Uh, Like I said, like we were we were always doing records. Um, Fat was on my one of my one of my uh, first singles. Um, Can't stop flexing on, on my first EP. So I think it, it was something that was just like just brewing up and we just like, you know what, let's just put this together. You know, when, when Derek made that call, he's like, let's do it. He came up with the name and everything. I was like, man, let's let's go full force with it. Right. No, that works. That works. So where, yeah. where exactly did the name, the art of ratchet come from, though? Derek, man, that was his, that was his, that was his doing, man. If it was up to me, it would have just been Fat Pimp and Tim Ned. <laughs> For real, man. I'm not, um, you know, I like doing the music, man. Derek's one of them people where it's six o'clock in the morning, he might call you and say, I got an idea. We might be on a plane. He might not say one word to you. As soon as you get off the plane, he'd be like, I got it. That's he's a thinker. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like having a, having a, like, you know, when uh, LeBron got with D-Wade. Yeah. And he got the right coach over there to help him win them championships, man. So. Derek came up with the auto ratchet, and it really kind of describes what me and Tim bring to the table when you think about music. It's like, we can give you hood, but we still want to keep it classy. We still want to be able to invite it to the, to the, to the black tie events. You dig what I'm saying? But if you go to the black tie events, we might still be smelling like some, some herbals or something. Or we might be drinking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we might ask for some hot sauce when we have, you know, when you go to those, those banquets and those, 
elegant dinners, we might ask for some hot sauce or some ketchup, man. <laughs> or some Kool-Aid. Some yeah. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Can't yeah. forget the Kool-Aid stuff. Red. <laughs> Gotta be red. red. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Red. <laughs> some red juice. Now, what, what made you guys decide? Because both of you have already had success in the music industry. And y'all have also had like y'all's ups and downs in terms of just dealing with the music industry. Yeah. Uh, what made you guys decide, you know what? This is going to be a good label situation. And I really feel like this is going to be a good group deal. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. For me, Derek helped me get out of my last situation. Um, he helped me get out of my last situation in New York. Um, it really wasn't, um, it wasn't even no paperwork involved. He just was doing it genuinely. And I've uh, been rocking with him for some years now. I just felt like it was home. It was the first time I ever got with a situation where it felt like it was family. It felt like I was, I could say anything and won't be judged about it. I could put out any type of music and somebody won't say, well, this don't sound like the radio. Derek is against that. He's like, hey man, let's put out good music, timeless music. Let's not do trends, let's do timeless music. And when you got somebody that's ahead of a label telling you it's okay to be yourself, it's okay for you to put out classics, that's where you want to be. I think that, um. The one thing I would say about me and Tim is that we're misunderstood. I don't really feel like I've ever made it in this music business. I feel like I've had small success marks or small little milestones, but I don't really think I've ever made it because no matter how, how much I think I put in, you can go to a whole other state and city, they might never heard of you. You know what I mean? Like, of course the industry people heard of me, but when you think about the real fans and the people that's buying music now, they don't really know who Fat Pimp is. And I'm trying to change it. I'm trying to get to the point where Whenever I go to LA and I hop off the plane, TMZ is right there and want to know what I got going on. Or when I go back to London or when I go to Africa, we go to go to Russia, wherever we at, I want people to know as soon as we get off the plane who we are and to really be fans of the music. Hmm. Now, and also, I mean, well, because we could talk about that because we're talking about deals and this changeover and, and putting you guys hmm. in a better space. Like, I mean, you had your success was like Rag Daddy and just a, a stream of songs. Uh, and Tim, you've uh, been, I don't want to say even behind the scenes because you sing, but it's also working with Slim Thug, Nipsey Hussle, R. Kelly, Monica, like uh, stepping out now. I don't want to say stepping out. What is it like when you were saying, okay, the industry recognizes us? Uh, is there any kind of frustration where you're like, yo, look, like people know me, but I can go places and they just not know what this is about. Uh, what is y'all, what is y'all's feelings when that kind of stuff happens? Oh man. Well, me, um, to me, I ain't, I mean, I'm not going to front. Like it really doesn't bother me as much. Um, I'm in a space where I, you know, they gonna, they gonna, they gonna know who I am regardless. They gonna know. So like that that ultimately keeps me like just keep working. So like you you gonna figure out like who I am, regardless. I'm being your face regardless. So like I just keep working, man. Just just keep on working until they actually know, you know who who we are individually and as a group as well too. Mm. What about you? You got to re-ask me that question because I was just, I was already listening, <laughs> <answer. laughs> listening to somebody else. I'm like, damn, I don't want to say that. Because a lot of times, a lot of times people t like tend to be trapped in that, you know what I'm saying? So like once you get trapped in that, it, it comes a lot of frustration, you know, trying to keep up, you know, like like what they say, like trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. Like I'm not I'm not right. even trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to keep up with the Nids. I'm trying to keep up with, you know, 
uh, my thing and, and, and whatever my situation is, like with my family, as far as like the label and loud music, I'm just focused on that. And if you focus on that and you have like, you know, ultimately like tunnel vision, they, they, they can't help but to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like that's on some like, on some ratchet shit. Like I, I really don't give a fuck type, type of uh, attitude. Like we have to, you know, continue to, to just embrace that and just keep on going. And then I mean, they gonna know us. They gonna know us, man. When we get off that plane, fat, they gonna know, man. So we gonna keep then, on going, baby. That that's for uh, you, Tim. I mean, for uh, uh, for fat, like when you're talking, like you you talked about how Derek got you out that uh, label deal. What is it like to have this? Like, be well known for songs that are streaming, right, that are right. playing on the radio, but you're not getting your just due where you feel like behind the scenes. Two things bother me. When your money, when you when you ain't got that money in your bank account and you busting your behind, mm. that's a horrible feeling to feel like you're giving you all and you're not getting no financials from it. That hurts the most, but then what, what hurts just as much is just not getting the credit. You know, I see people come out every day that that have um stole my um stole my style, style of rapping, style, style of making beats, and they getting they got rich off of it. So for me, that's what bothers me the most. I don't really care if nobody ever recognized me, but when you like blatantly take something that I created and you're winning on it, that's a bad feeling, man. Mm. That's what hurts the most. We're not getting credit when somebody takes something from you. So, yeah. Now, what is it now? Uh, I guess when y'all are creating the music now, because I mean, uh, honestly, looking at y'all at the event, y'all gel really well. Y'all seem in a, like in a really good space. And y'all also seem like y'all have been working together for a while. Like y'all seem like y'all have been a group for a minute. Uh, are you guys more focused on being a group, solo albums? How, what, like, what is y'all's game plan when y'all are working on this? For me, I'm focused on being uh, being a good man, a good black man first, a God-fearing black man first. That's number one. And number two is I'm just focused on being a good brother to Derek, Tim, uh, Flip, Zero, everybody that's on the label. I'm focused on being a good brother. You know, because I think when you start becoming selfish and focusing on just yourself, you're going to get selfish results, man. So I think when you kind of set yourself up to do things in a godly way, uh, move positive, move in a way that your brother would want you to move, a way that's best for you and your brother, I think y'all can win together. I never thought about being in a group. I never in my life wanted to be in a group. But then I thought to myself, I'm having more success in two years with being in a group, and I didn't even drop no music until last Friday. So that should tell you something. I talk to Tim every single day. Yeah. Even if it ain't about music. And so, and I, had, and, yeah, go ahead, Tim. No, I was saying, like, that's what I think. That's where the uh, that energy comes across. Like, when people think, like, man, it seems like they've been in the group for, for a long time because it's something that, you know, like, like you said, like, we talk every day. And it don't have to be about music. It could be about our kids or like what we going through, you know, in, in that situation. I think more, most importantly, like we're we're genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's coming from a genuine place, a loving place. You know what I'm saying? So that that makes you know you want to open up and just you know make the best music you can because I, I tell Fat all the time, like man, we got to open up. Like we got to be vulnerable some at, at certain times, like you know, because people got to know who, you know who we are. We can't just hide behind you know all the. Uh, all the you know the, the glamorous uh, shit like we got we got to be real with these people so they can you know feed off that energy and just you know level up to it you know what I'm saying so that's what we all about man like as, as far as just like you said like trying to be selfish and all that that's not gonna get you nowhere man it's not gonna get you nowhere at all so I'm all about you know 
making myself grow and making my partners grow as well too. Nice. All right, now, now both of you gentlemen have worked with numerous artists in the game from your R. Kelly's to your Nipsey Hussle to your Slim Thugs and whatnot. But I have to ask uh, with you gentlemen working with different people and working together and gelling, how is that different than working with different people since y'all are such good friends? Um, how's it different? Uh, man, like my, my thing is as a producer, I try to, I try, I try, or I don't want to say I try, I bring out the best out of that artist mm-hmm. always. I, I try to do that regardless, you know, uh, what's going on. Um, at the end of the day, like at the end of the studio session, I want you to love the record. I always ask like, do you love the record? You know, oh, it's cool. No, but then we need to do another one because at the end of the day, you have to love this record, man. I want you to love the record. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you ain't, you ain't gonna push it. You, you're not gonna push it the way you want to if you just like, oh, it's cool. I think it's all right. Nah, man, you, you want to be able to be like, I'm going to push this record to the max. It's probably like the best record that I've ever done. Like, that's how I want the sessions to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, anytime, like, even if it's something where I'm emailing you, uh, the, the track, we still having conversations about it. We still talking, you know. Uh, so, like, that's my overall thing, man. Just, you have to love the record. You have to love the records that, that we're doing. Now, I'm lying. I was reading an article uh it was uh this was early on this was back before covid uh Mm -hmm. where this was uh fat saying he wasn't a fan of tim until he saw him perform like i saw him perform and he's like that was it but the thing is like but but he's being truthful though like that's that's being truthful man like you know no no no. i I, love it i respect that yeah fat what what was it about (laughs) tim's performance that you saw where you're like oh yeah yeah like this is something i can get into i'll keep it real with you it's like you can hear somebody and be like oh that's cool but when you see him bring it to life you finally believe him i'll give you an example Jay-Z, first time I seen Jay-Z perform in Houston, I said to myself, I see why he's whole. His <laughs> yeah. whole swag, he, his whole demeanor, he just was too cool. Um, Kanye, one of my favorite performers, favorite artists of all time, seeing him perform, same situation. When I seen Tim get on stage, I was like, yo, this dude got it. It made me like, every song that I heard, I said, I finally get it. <laughs> I finally get, get it, and that's just that's just me being being all the way honest, man. Like you could play a song for me, but if I actually get to see you perform it and then you nail it, like that's to that to me is what separates the goods from the greats. Because nowadays there's a lot of people with good music, and they can just get up there and you know rap their songs. But when you can get up there on stage and actually put on a performance, actually have a show. That's what makes people want to see you for the rest of your lives. You know, groups like, um, what's the white group, like Kiss? Yeah. Man, they'll sell out for the rest of their lives, man. These rock groups, country singers and Madonna and people like that, man, they, the pop singers, they always going to have a place to work because they are big on showmanship. That's why when you get big, you get your uh, residency in Vegas. You know, you get your residency all over the world because you have to have a hell of a show. And so when I seen Tim do his thing, I said, yo, I am officially a fan. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, and that, that's just me being <laughs> real. And then I'm gonna tell you what makes it even better is when we put this project together and I might have a stupid idea in my head and that stupid idea comes to life. It makes you realize how talented Tim really is. 
And I think for, for me, I feel like Tim is too uh too humble, man. He's too nice. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm serious, man. Listen, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to like have one of them moments where he loses it when we blow up. I think I think that time is coming. I think I it's coming. Bro, I don't know. Really <laughs> the attitude at the uh, at the, at the listening party the other day. I seen it. I seen it, bro. Remember yeah. when Kanye had just flipped out and, and went on stage with the Taylor Swift incident? <laughs> nah, I, I mean I ain't gonna do something like that though. Kim, all right, you said, hey, <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna do it like that. Hey, look, look, one day it's gonna be an awards. They're gonna be like, man, the top Houston producers are, and they know they don't say Tim Tim Lamb. I oh, feel see, see, yeah, snap. see. Oh, I, yeah, I'm gonna snap then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then how so. do y'all how do y'all strike that balance? Also, uh, you know, both of y'all are producers. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. y'all are y'all are performers, but y'all are also producers. So right. when y'all come right. in, is it right. like, all right, so Tim's gonna produce one, I'm gonna produce one, or y'all just collaborating where you're like, you know, I heard what you you did there, but let's try this up or let's try that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about uh, collaboration. Like, even if you know he has like an idea, like as soon as I hear like an idea, like I totally hear the song fully in my head. So like, you know, at, at certain times, like I got to slow my mind down to me, you know, for that to actually like make the record. But like, if he's throwing ideas to me, man, it's it's give it to me. Just like how we did lose lose your religion, man. Like we mm. we, we was in L.A. We we made that that song from scratch. I mean, when I when I say that was probably like my favorite session I ever had. I mean the energy was was crazy. The the, the herbs. Was <laughs> <crazy. Man>. uh, <laughs> uh I mean like, it was just an overall good time. Like I knew for a fact I was like man this 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 record gonna do something because of the energy that we already had you know making the record. And when people hear the record they like they 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 lose their mind they they lose their religion just like how the title is man so like it's, it's, it's just an honor just to, you know, work with my brother, man. Like I said, like, I, I've, I've been a fan uh, of, of his for a long time. And to actually, you know, have a, you know, a, a project being a group and call him, you know, my friend, you know, my, my, it just, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, what was it like, too, when we uh, you guys are getting ready to get set up? And like we said, the announcements and everything was happening pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Then COVID hits. So what were you, what was your uh, thought? Pro I mean, first of all, when COVID hit, what was y'all's thought process when it first happened? And then what was the decision making after that? For me, oh, I was stuck in LA. <laughs> oh. Oh, you were stuck yeah. there? I was stuck in LA, man. And um, I was out there with my wife and my kids, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm real big on teaching my boys not to be afraid of nothing. But uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember one day, man, my mom kept saying, come back home, come back home. Then I was seeing on the news, all the food was gone. So I was just like, man, it ain't nothing going on in California. We good. The next time I know, the uh, governor shuts down um, the Bay Area. Like nothing in, nothing out, curfew, all that. And I remember I was sitting out there with my uh, fiance's um, uh, granddaddy. I'm smoking with him. He was like, man, I think y'all need to go ahead and get back, man. So <laughs> man, uh, man, I, I prayed, man. I was scared, bro. I, was, I thought it was the end of the world. I thought this was like everything we seen growing up. <laughs> oh, this to be the, the bionic plague and stuff. They used to be like yeah. on these shows. I thought it was a rap, man. And when we got home and, and nobody was on the streets, I was like, yo, like, what is going on? Like, everybody was scared, <laughs> man. But when I finally got home, um, I had a little, I was comfortable a little bit because we had bar groceries back from California, man. But I think after about 
Maybe about a month, I kind of calmed down and realized this is just God's way of us uh, sitting everybody down. So. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts, facts. Once you realize that, man, God is in control, and you can't, you can't change what's what's gonna happen. You kind of just calm down and let it go and happen. Let it go and happen. You can't, you can't force God. So you, That's right. you brought groceries from California. My mom, hey, listen, this is what we did. Hold on, no yeah. lie. So we went grocery shopping. In this little <laughs> town called Lake Elsinore, it's like about a little, a little less than an hour outside of LA. The first week we was there it was groceries there, but then once the California started shutting down city by city, we had to put a little move on it. So we went to the grocery store, got a whole bunch of groceries. Then we got to the airport. We was like, we was overweight. So I was like, damn, what we gonna do? So my girl, she run track, man. She ran to all the way to the other side of the airport, bought like a two hundred dollar uh, luggage, took all the groceries and put it in there. Um, <laughs> Man, yeah. man, this is this is you know this is this is the nature of a black woman. Black woman, they 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 are thinkers. She went and got some stuff, then she got some type of wrap to make to keep the stuff cold. Man, when we got back home, majority <laughs> of the stuff had melted, but it was the fact that we at least had box food. You know what I mean? We had stuff for the kids, stuff to keep them entertained and keep them fed. Man, but we spent we spent a, a hell of a time trying to get all that food from California to uh to Dallas, man. But she made it happen. She made it, both of y'all made it happen. Look at that. Hey, look, look. I'm more, and it's crazy, man. I'm like better with the kids, and she's more of the, uh, she gonna figure it out, man. Hey, that's I'm real. Man. Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie to you, I panic. I'm a panicker, bro. I was in the airport like, man, no, we gonna have no food. We gonna have no food. <laughs> <laughs> speed, man, to the other side of the airport. Got luggage, man. Like, something that you probably got for $30 at Walmart with $200 at the airport, but she picked it up. <laughs> so we had about um, like four pieces of luggage. You know what I mean? It cost a little money to get it back, but man, we needed it. And man, it, see, it I got it done. I can't do that uh, panicking with the toilet paper and all that. <laughs> what yeah. about what about you, Tim? Were you uh were you uh in Tim, the state? Where, where were you at when the pandemic? Man, I was at home. I was at home. Um, Really just got off tour with Ja Rule, man. So, like, I was in between that. Um, from, I was the same way, man. We went to the grocery store. We, we got a gang of stuff. And we just sat at the crib. I was just chilling. Chilling, man. Chilling. Yeah, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't going out there. I ain't trying to fool with that stuff. No, I'm I'm chilling. <laughs> hey, Fat, fat Pimp. Fat Pimp. Yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta agree with you. You see how casually Tim just did that? I was at home chilling. You know, I just yeah, got I, that, yeah, I, I just got off a tour with Ja Rule. He did say it like that. Like, okay. That's what would I be with us, dude? That's Ja Rule. Like you do that a lot, Tim. Look, I have to admit. From, he's from so doing, cool. He's so yeah. cool. Look, the arrogance, arrogance meter is gonna go up just like this in a minute, man. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. go up there, he's gonna snap. I did laugh, I did R. Kelly's last great album, you know, but it's whatever. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> FC, need to work with light, stuff, light, man. You know, light work, man. Light work, you know. See? Oh, wow. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you you could talk you could talk Jay-Z like level shit. That's if you like light work. You've done all the I'm producing Nipsey Hustle. I'm producing Fat Pant, you know what I'm saying? I've I got a whole group of Fat Pant, you know what I'm saying? It is yeah. what it is. But like yeah, you know your accomplishments. I'm like, if somebody has one of your accomplishments, for both of you guys, somebody has one of either one of your accomplishments, they would just sit there and live off of that. But you guys keep going. Where does that desire come from? Now, I'm mm -hmm. asking you first, Tim. Where does your desire come from? 
Man, uh, it comes from childhood, man. Like, I dreamt about this, like, almost every day. Um, I was a big fan of, like, you know, from Michael Jackson's to James Brown to all that. And just to see them, you know, uh, just conquer their dreams and go beyond that. And I know it was doable because, you know, they did it. I was like, man, you know what? That's something that I want to do. Like, I want to I wanna reach – I want to go to that level and just, like, you know, be inspiration to – the next person that's after me, you know what I'm saying? Just that, mm-hmm. that, that's what I want to do. So like, that's where that drive comes from, man. Just like mm-hmm. me just having that vision, you know, like, man, God gave me this vision. So it's like, you know what? It's so clear to me. That's why I just, I just can't stop what I'm doing. And maybe that's, that's why I'm so humble about certain situations, but it's like, I know it's, it's so much more in store. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I just got to keep on applying it and just, just keep on going for it. Okay. All right. Now, now, Fat Pimp, I got the same question for you. Now, coming from TSU, Mr. Yep. Rag Daddy himself, from doing the talent shows yeah, to, yeah. To, to making music, to yeah. always staying on the Billboard chart. Now, a lot of people get one song and it's, oh, it's over for them. And right. you stay consistently getting on the Billboard chart. Where does that desire come from inside of you, Fat Pimp? What really gives me that desire to go get it I feel like I'm never satisfied. I feel like I always got something I got to prove. Um, I remember when I went out for baseball my freshman year in high school and all the white boys was like, you know, this ain't football, boy. This ain't basketball. You know, you're in the wrong locker room. And uh, my first 10, 15 minutes on the field, the hitting coach pulled me to the side and was like, man, where you from? Like, how, did, like, how do you know how to play baseball? Because in my head, I was so determined to prove everybody wrong. I was knocking home runs. Like every pitch they was throwing, pow, pow, knocking out the park. I've always been that type of person where if you say I can't do it, a light bulb goes off in my head to, to figure out a way that I need to do it. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm in a studio and I get ready to drop a single, I always say to myself, this record is going to go on a billboard. They're going to love this. This record is great. This is the best record to ever come out. I start talking into existence. And so that's yes. what motivates me. Every, every time I go to the studio, every time I get on, pick up a microphone, I say to myself, I need to gain another fan. I done had shows with 10 people, I done had shows with 5,000 people. So at the end of the day, it's like I treat everything as an opportunity to win somebody over. I, I can't accept failure. I hate losing, man. That's like the worst feeling in the world. So to prevent that, I got to keep myself working and grinding and hustling. No, it's a good attitude to have. That's a good attitude to have. Definitely. Now, I mean, with this, and like I said, we've heard the album. We heard it at the right. listening party. Like, what is it that you two want people to walk away with uh, as an impression of you and y'all's music when they hear the art of ratchet? For me, I wish that people would just take away that I could really rap. That's that's my biggest thing. I don't want people to get it, get it twisted that I just make club music, just radio music. I want people to Sir. understand like I live and breathe this hip hop. I don't care if it's Rakim, Master P, Pooh Shiesty, whoever it is. I'm a fan of hip hop. When they hear this project, you can tell we are fans of hip hop. I love R&B music. I love R&B music over the rap music. And yeah. so when you hear this project, yeah, man, well, I'm a, I'm a diehard. I love 90s R&B. I'm so, saying what? Yeah, it's like when you hear this project, I want people to say, them boys can rap, and the boys put a hell of a project together, and I can't wait for the next one. The Fat Pimp, you, you, you singing on this album? Love 90s R&B? Tim, hey, say no cap, no. <laughs> no, he's saying it. Uh, 
even on that Texas record, that Texas record, yeah. like like he's singing on that man. I'm about to say, we heard get it. Them vocals <laughs> out, brother. Get them vocals out. On, hey, I'll be harmonizing on on, on uh the, the bitch you extra song. Tim, I'm saying. Yeah. You can tell that you <laughs> I said, hey, I was telling I, I said, hey, get them vocals out, bro. Let's let's let, let's go. Come on. Yeah. You got it. Let's go. He don't laugh at me. Even if it might come in ugly when I send it to him, he don't laugh at me, man. That that gives me the confidence to go in there and try something new. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna keep on putting out more songs in terms of singing. Tim, you gonna you a whole R and B album? Hey, gonna, you like 90s <laughs> R and B, we gonna do it. <laughs> tell yes. Tim, Tim, yes. Tell like we already got records like in store already man off top like him singing like for real straight up so it's coming man it's coming that's dope the fat pimp <laughs> of r&b yeah the fat pimp of r&b you know Derek, Derek will come up with something better so you know what i'm saying <laughs> he will he yeah. will like, cause there, I, I think, uh, what was the one song that was a flip that Derek just said I played it for him before they got on the plane? Ratchet. Okay, we, that's we, the we one. Did, uh, Where it was like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy sample. Yeah. Now after this too, I mean, the two of you as a group. And it sounds like y'all are, y'all are going to be doing group work, but Derek also announced y'all got solo projects coming up as well. So, mm-hmm. what? Like, tell us about. We're going to start off with Tim. Like, tell us about it's, the other music too that you got coming out. Man, um, even like through this pandemic, I was real like tough on myself as far as like recording more, writing more. You know, just exploring different type of music. So the next. I ain't even gonna say next project, it's next projects. I have like a couple projects like lined up. And when I tell you it's some of the best work that I've done, it's man, it's amazing. I can't wait to release this, release this music, man. I can't wait. Same thing with fat stuff. Like the, the way we going, bro, like we gotta keep going, bro. Like the music that we're doing is so incredible, man. It's so incredible. Like he's allowing, he's he's making himself be open. I'm being open. It's just like we just letting all this stuff out on the records, man. So like it's it's incredible music, bro. And what about you, Fat? All I'm gonna say is get your popcorn. Like T.O. used to say, man, get your popcorn ready, man. <laughs> fat, pimp, fat pimp of R and B. Fat pimp of R and B, man. I'm gonna tell you that tonight, man. Fat pimp of R and B. That's what's up. Yeah. Now, also, I mean, the two of you have been uh putting out records for a while. Uh y'all have this strong connection to Houston. Uh, you guys have watched the ebb and flow of success in Houston music. Right. How does it feel now? Because I'm like, you, you're seeing things like PUD coming up. You're seeing loud uh, music coming up. You're seeing, you know, of course, there's Meg the Stallion, but you also have OMB Bloodbath and Tisa Korean and like you got all these artists now that are coming from whether it's A Leaf, whether it's the North Side, CUNY Homes, like where, wherever, it's a lot of pockets that are now starting to pop up in Houston. Does it feel different? Does it feel the same? Like, how would you describe as you guys from y'all's perspective the uh the the success or this ebb and flow uh that's happening in Houston? 
I, I would honestly say it, it, it's, it's a blessing because it used to be a point in time where there was only a handful of artists that were considered the, uh, the faces of Houston. Whereas like now, you can't even put a cap on who's the hot, who, who's the hottest person. Everybody got their own situation going on. You know, a lot of people that's from Houston don't even be living in Houston. They live out in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dice Soho and all them, you know, like they don't, they don't live yeah. in Houston. You know, but then you got people like OTB, you know, Bloodbath, and uh, 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 my South Walking them. You know, it's just, it's just so much talent in Houston to where everybody can win. Everybody can win. Everybody. Look at B King. He got a second chance with this music, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. there's no excuses about you being from the South and can't be successful, man. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's real south, as Pimpsy say, Texas. <laughs> real south, yeah. We ain't changing our clocks when we get off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> what about for you, uh, Tim? What's it what, like? How is your uh, your view of Houston and its changing music atmosphere? I think, uh, I mean, like what Fat said, I think it's, it's the same way. Um, I really think that you know Houston music is really not getting its credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it should. Um, but I know we're like we're we're bringing that to the forefront. Like we we taking that back. You know what I'm saying? Like Houston, we we coming back with this music, and it's not just like one style as well. Too like it's like he said, like with Meg style and B King, like we all have different styles. So like us bringing that back, it's gonna be incredible, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what, Fat Two? Uh, since we have you here, and I want to make sure we get this because uh, I've seen it written. Explain to people where you got the name Fat Pimp. High school. I was at I was in Dallas at Duncanville High School. Uh, my homegirl April Ballard. It's my girl to this day. Um, the teacher left the classroom, and I don't even want to say what my rap name used to be. Please do. Nah, Come man, on. say it, man. Please say it real quick. Said, please do. What was your rap right name, man? T Bear. T Bear. Like T-Bear. Teddy Bear. No, cause look, my real name is Chris. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I a, look, I got a partner, man. Shout out to Jamal James. He used to stay in these apartments on Southwest called Park Village. And uh, we, our favorite show coming up was uh, called Sea Bear and Jamal. And so <laughs> my rap name was Sea Bear. Born as hell, man. But um, <laughs> man, I had moved. I moved to Dallas. You know, when you, you try to, I'm trying to find. When you get to high school, you trying to find yourself. So the only thing I knew I was good at was baseball and rap. So we beat on the tables, and this girl's at the pencil sharpener. And then she said, the pencil sharpener, I'm just freestyling about it. You know, just, I can't tell you what I was saying, but I know I was rapping to her. And April gonna say, dang, what you think you is, a fat pimp or something? And everybody started laughing in the classroom. <laughs> so when she said it, it was almost like God put like this uh, light around her, like a silhouette around her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, man, I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, I am fat pimp. And I start rapping about it, like, man, you know, I'm like, it's the fat pimp, something, 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 something. And everybody in the class was like, oh, okay, fat pimp. That's real. So that's 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. And then by this time, my name was fat pimp. Ain't no way of getting around it. Got to college. And if it wouldn't have been for TSU, it wouldn't have been no fat pimp, man. TSU embraced me. TSU uplifted me. TSU promoted me. TSU took that fat pimp name and brand and made it okay to say the pimp word. That's real. All right, calm down, TSU. I went to PV. But um <laughs> I, think I, I gotta I gotta I'm not gonna gloss over this. So your group's name back when you were younger was C Bear and Jamal? Well, yeah, I was C Bear and my partner. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, Jamal. I know where it came from. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm uh, yeah. C-Bear, C-Bear, C-Bear from the Tone Loke cartoon 
Caesar and Jamal. That was a good cartoon. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, bro, listen, it was like, you know, I don't know, Seabird, it was it was cool. I even had like an airbrush shirt, man, with, with Seabird, like had my name Seabird on there. <laughs> Yeah. Matter of fact, that used to be my screen name. That's how old. That's how old it's been. They used to be my screen name on AOL. Man, yeah, that was my <laughs> name on AOL. <laughs> Black Planet, all that. Was yeah. I remember them days. Yeah, cause look, because at one point in time, when you created screen names, you couldn't use vulgar words. Yeah. Like so, you couldn't put the word pimp and yeah. uh, some of that stuff. It was like a filter on there. Yeah. So I just yeah, you see, bear. Yeah, because I mean, and for, since that time, pimp has changed so much. Hey, look, I got charged up. Well, I didn't get charged up, but I was on Sway in the morning. And um, he was like, Man, you ever pimped a girl before? In my head, I was like, Yeah, in my head, I'm like, who ain't pimped a girl like for something? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. He looked at me like, So what happened? I was like, Oh, it wasn't funny. And he was just <laughs> like, and then I looked at him and realized he wasn't, he wasn't like being funny, he was being serious. So I had to like switch the energy of I was just like. But look, man, I was I was gonna call myself old dirty bastard, but somebody stole my name and everybody laughed in the room. <laughs> and Sway was just like, Are you cool with the trafficking of young black women? I'm like, Oh my god. I'm like, no, but bro was dead ass shit. He's from the bay. And that that's big out there, like the yeah. human trafficking. This is 2012 when we're doing this interview. So y'all know the climate now has changed. If you go to jail now for pimping, they don't call it pimping no more. It's like Human trafficking. Human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. It's not a game, man. Like, I tried to change my name a couple years ago. I think it was 2019. I tried to just run with FAT just so I could, like, get that pimp name away. Yeah. Texas wasn't going for that. <laughs> they, they, wouldn't, no. they wouldn't let it go. I no. remember that. You were too involved. I look, I tried to do FAT. And when I say my streams went from, like, good to, to nothing, I said, you know what? I'm gonna just ride this fat pimp name on out, bro. You got to. You're too big and too important to, to the state, to the city, to hip hop. That's like if, if Biggie come out and be like, you know what? I'm not Biggie anymore. Like, yeah. no, you can't do that. I'm sorry, as a fan, you know what I'm saying? I I this I, I don't want to be disrespectful because I listen to your music and there was a point where I thought you would whoop my ass uh, when I listen to your music. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you you can't, man. The fans, we didn't want that, brother. Hey, I, I tried it, man. It just didn't work, man. You know, everybody tries stuff in their career, man. <laughs> Me dropping the pimp from Fat Pimp is like, it just, it just, it ain't, it ain't cutting it, man. That's it real. It. So. Now, where, you know, like we've been talking about, like you said, the label. Uh, right. And I think loud music is, is doing a lot. Where do you guys see yourselves? And loud music going over uh, these next few years. So where do we see ourselves going? Yeah, Grammys, Grammys, Billboards, overseas touring, man, every, everywhere, bro. Man, for me, man, I see myself more of a. Uh, I want to play the back in a little. Once once we get these Grammys and get these millions going, I want to jump in the A and R business, man. I want to sign. I want to get some younger artists signed. I want to continue to write for artists. I really want to get young artists at like 15, 16 and mold them and give them true artist development like the labels used to. Mm. <clears throat> By the time they like 2021, they know how to do interviews. They know what to say, what not to say. They know how to get in front of a room and not be intimidated by a thousand people. Mm. I want to be able to groom artists and turn them into stars. 
And what are some of the lessons you want to teach? I mean, this is for both of y'all because y'all, like I said, we said y'all have both had y'all's uh, uh, wins and losses in the industry, and y'all have apparently learned a lot from it to become the successes y'all are now. What are some of the things you want to tell some of these younger artists that are now trying to get out here in a music industry that's changing every day? Like every day, there's something new that you know. So I'm like, what what's some of the advice you would give to them? When you're in your man, my my advice, man, is, man, believe in yourself, man. Don't 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 give up. Like you know, what I'm saying, like don't believe in the word no. You know, what I'm saying, like like keep 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 pushing, keep believing in yourself. That's off top because there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna tell you no, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it. Nah, man, do it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, when you're in your feelings or you on you under the influence, stay off of this. No <laughs> 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 lie, yeah. That's what I'm gonna tell them. First thing I'm gonna say, hey man, when uh, you drunk or you on your level, that's cool. That's what you wanna do, cool. Stay out of this. This is the devil. That sound, that sound like a story. It, it is. Um, <laughs> with me being older, I take a lot of stuff personal. Um, you can't, when you're a rapper, you gotta watch what you say with politics. You gotta watch what you say about race. Um, I, I put my foot in my mouth a lot of times on the internet. Uh, I can't get it back, can't take it back. I've nah. said word. I've said words and stuff years ago that you can't say nowadays, and <clears throat> it's just best to stay off your phone. <laughs> I would definitely to stay off that phone, man. Just, just lock uh, it, lock it up. Yeah. And, uh, another <laughs> thing I would teach these kids, man, is like whatever your vice is, nobody should ever know. Mm. If that makes sense. That like, makes perfect sense. We don't know if um, I don't even want to speak on the dead, but we don't know if some of our favorite artists had had a vice. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? Like, what if, like, what if, what if our favorite artist was addicted to heroin or something? Most of us wouldn't know back in the day. Mm. Only reason you know now because it's cool to go live while you're high on heroin. Rapping about it, you know what I mean? I think people just got to go back to uh, keeping their life private because that way people can't use your vice against you. If you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been. I was in a record label. I was in a record label meeting. I don't even want to say which label it was. But we went to lunch and the ARs were ordering all the type of food we wanted. And they said, Do y'all need anything? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, Do y'all need anything? I'm like, what do y'all mean? They were like, Y'all straight, you need anything to smoke, you want, you know, anything for you, you know. I'm like, hell nah. Well, my partner was like, man, I need some X pills, I need some weed, I need some drink. And about 45 minutes later, a dude walks in, drops off a little brown paper bag on the table, just, just drops it on the table and walks out. I'm eating my food. I'm looking at my partner. He opened up his bag. You know, it was a bag full of pills and weed and like a little small little thing and some syrup. And it was at that moment that I realized the, a lot of these labels want to keep these artists under the influence and control. Mm. They don't yeah. preach to these artists not to do drugs. They don't teach these artists like, hey, you need to go to rehab. They profit mm. off your death. They profit off um, yo, everything that goes wrong with you in your life nowadays, they profit off that. And that's why I say to myself, I'd never be somebody y'all know what I do with my habits off. That's true. Because a label will profit off of, I mean, we've seen it. Labels profit off of their artist's demise. They're going to get the money regardless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll figure out a way, whether they're selling you successful or whether they're selling a downfall, they'll, they'll do it. Right. Well, I mean, let's, let's, then where can the fans now find you guys?
when we're talking about uh, the two of you individually, the two of you as Art of Ratchet, and what are you guys planning in terms of, I mean, things are starting to open back up now. Yeah, man. So tell us about th this concert run. Blue, you know what I'm saying? Man, we got a uh, we got a big lineup. We got um May 29th, Toyota Center with two chains, Lil Dirk, um, Young Dolph. We got Young Dolph in Baton Rouge. Um man, we got a man, we got a whole lineup. I can't even tell you the top of my head. <laughs> um, but you can find me uh Instagram official Tim Ned. You can find a group official T A O R uh Fat. You can, you can do yours. I am Fat Pimple Now Social Media. And uh, really from, I'm looking at our schedule, really we, we booked up until I think- The next two months. Yeah, mid, mid July and I think August and September, we go like to New York, we go to like London and all these different places. So. Now, now you see how humble he's sounding. See what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, we, we nah, you really is. Both of y'all. Oh, we, we go. We go. Man, <laughs> the only reason I'm asking, too, and y'all have downplayed it. Like, I feel yeah. Derek going to be disappointed because Derek, was, was at the end of uh, the, the listening party, was like, look, these are all the cities we're going. It was a long list. Yeah, it was a long list. Like, it, it was a long list of cities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I me and Fat just say, man. Me, me and Fat just show up. Like they say, hey, we got to be there. All right, cool. We did. We we there to show up, man. All, all, all I got to say do. is, I don't know that many people that performed at the Toyota Center, but you know, fair enough. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all said that like it was nothing. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll be at the Toyota Center yeah. with two chains. <laughs> just gotta yeah, pull right. up. You know, people there. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's happening? Like, really? I don't know. <laughs> I'm in the stuff. five Rockets games. For you real? know Because it's five of them. So <laughs> 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 many times I've been. Uh, I mean, it, it's my first time performing at the um, Toyota Center. Yeah, me too. Congratulations, brother. Yeah, me too, bro. But y'all are still making y'all making it sound like this, like for real. That's a big deal. The Toyota <laughs> Center is wins. not small. It's not yeah. a small center. That's where the Rockets. That's where the Rockets used to play. Yes. Oh, so, you know. Hey, look, we are. Yeah, celebrate y'all wins. Uh, celebrate y'all right wins. Right now, we're trying to get the number one draft pick. So, you know, it is. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's just how it worked out. That's what the Rockets used Listen. to play. Don't you talk about our Rockets. Man, <laughs> I spent enough money with them, dog. I'm going to talk yeah. about them until we get right back. I don't, yeah. Other people can't talk about them. You really have. I have to admit. <laughs> you, paid, you paid your way to be able to talk about them. But before we go, I got to say, especially for the people that are that are listening that cannot see this, there's this thing that I just really want to point out. All right, Tim Ned. All right, this is the, the Art of Ratchet right here. Right. Both of them. Tim Ned right now has on a Tupac shirt, but he's matched it with a Bass Pro Shop <laughs> hat perfectly. I okay. Now, not just that, not just that. We all know Fat Pimp, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Fat Pimp. You've listened to this lyrics. If he's not talking about bitches, talk about whooping your ass. <laughs> Look at this man right here. He has on a Naruto, I gotta say it right, not Naruto, Naruto shirt. Okay, <laughs> you see this? He likes oh, anime, right ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. People like anime now, though. you know what's coming. There you go. Like represent. Represent, represent. 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 <laughs> hey, look, me and my son be on the anime tough, man. See? That is the art of Ratchet. While there is Ratchet, there is an art to it. And you put it together and look at it. 
I like that. Awesome. I like that. <laughs> Once again, man, we really want to thank y'all for coming out. We want to thank y'all for, for coming out or really staying in and turning on your phones. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a good thing. So me and my brother here just trying to make it. We're trying to be like y'all, you know. We want to. Hey, only thing I'm going to say, two things I need for everybody to tune in. Please stream this Texas record right now featuring Zero. The Auto Ratchet featuring Zero. Texas is yep. the record. If you got Apple Music, you can go ahead and pre-order our album. We drop in September 11th. Um, hell of an album, hell of a project. Go to Spotify, stream, stream, stream. Not just them, any any platform that you yeah, got. Yeah, title, Google title, Play, Napster, um, Yahoo, all that. YouTube, YouTube, yeah. all that. For sure. That's what's up. You gotta stream, people. You gotta stream. You gotta be in it to win it. You wanna make sure that these young brothers can stream their record, man. They're gonna be everywhere. And if you're not tuning in, you're definitely missing out. Once again, hey. this has been Fat Pimp. Yeah. Tim Ned. Hey. The Art of Ratchet. And we've been, in my humble opinion, humbly yours. <laughs> thank you. Sure. Thank y'all so much. And man. good night. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Too sweet. H